Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Face Syndicate, episode 57. All remaining systems will bow to the first order. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. We will be broadcasting a little bit differently tonight. And as a reminder, if you are here and want to check out our after show, we are going to be talking full spoilers for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Unfortunately, Crab Rock could not be here for that. Um, so we'll have to catch up with him a little bit later. But I cannot wait to go over the last little bit of Obi-Wan Kenobi. With that being said, this episode is brought to you by Triple Mash, a new bourbon from Jack Daniels that I happened to pick up this week and thought that I would try out for the show. Tonight, we're going to be joined by Crispy or Christopher Kirkpatrick, and he's going to be <laughs> talking about his run on the GSP Galactic Championship as well as the start of what they are working towards in the XTC group. Uh, I believe it begins this week, but that's essentially what we will be talking about tonight. With that being said, we're also going to be reviewing a little bit about the Galactic Championship just because our Galactic Conquest that came out from Fly Better in case you want to participate as well. With that being said, why don't we bring in my co-host and our guest as well for the night. Please welcome JJ, the ugly hat Johnson <laughs> and Crispy, the new galactic champion from GSP. Patrick, how are you tonight, sir? I'm doing great. How about you? Good. It's Sunday. Not excited to go back to work, but I mean, I guess when you're on call and you work this weekend anyway, it didn't really matter. So. Yeah, absolutely. I feel your pain, man. Uh, we, we in my job, we had a COVID scare, and I'm still technically within that that range of like quarantining myself, even though I tested negative. So, um, so I don't, I'm not going to work tomorrow, or at least in the office. So I'm good. You did that on purpose, <laughs> just so that we, if we, if I keep your ass up till 11:30 tonight, you don't have to worry about being late to work. I can neither work. confirm nor deny that. Yes, right. I mean it's a good play. It's a good play. I would agree with you. I mean, I, I'll admit, I purposely do not have any day scheduled on Monday to go into the office ever. Like, it's never going to happen at this rate. So, you know, my boss had said, well, we can move our meetings from Tuesday to Monday. Nope. I'm, nope. I'm good with them on Tuesday. I'm okay with that. With that being said, Crispy, welcome. Hope you all had a good weekend uh, so far. Uh, no GSP championship stuff to play in, right? Uh, no, I just, uh, there is the Kyber Cup that is still going on. And I've advanced to the top four, so I'm very happy about that. And looking forward to the semifinal match, which should be later this week. Nice. Congrats, man. Congrats on making it into the top four, man. Yeah, I think. Uh, thank you. I, as I say, I think we watched your game, was it last night? It was last night, right? Um, or was it Friday? I don't remember anymore. Yeah, it was Friday for the top eight, and I think today for the uh, top eight. Yeah, my top 16 match was uh, on Friday night, I believe. And then yeah. just like you know, five hours ago, I had my uh, top eight match. Yeah. Cool. Well, hopefully you get to keep going. It sounds like you have a ridiculous list that needs to be banned. I don't know. Could could be, could be <laughs> not. I'm just saying. Does it have trajectory simulator? No. Does it, does, it have, no. does it have trajectory? Can you throw bombs? It's better. 
And now he can launch bombs. It, it, it's but... better because boost before the five straight. I can boost yeah. before the five straight. That, that, <laughs> it, it, it's trajectory simulator, but it's a seven straight, basically. Oh, my God. Either way, congrats on that, and hopefully you'll be uh, helping them make a decision on just straight up banning some of these other things to begin with. We won't have that problem, right? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Crispy's going to get them to ban proximity <laughs> mines, I swear. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> don't get my proximity mines banned. No, no, no. What, what am I going to run on Django? I'm going to have to go... I'm going to have to drop down the pro, proton bombs. Or, no, you know, thank a, you. Uh, the arcade droid, you know, it's fine. The arcade droid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, anyway. So it sounds like you've been playing a lot of X-Wing, Crispy. Uh, a lot. Are you yeah. planning on going to Gen Con this year? Uh, I am not going to Gen Con this year. Um, as a college kid, I kind of put all of my expenses together for one big trip, and that was it at the con. I currently... Uh, I'm on the fence on whether I'm going to go to Nova or not. Um, I've got a group uh, from the Orlando store that is kind of looking to go together as a team. And if I can, you know, hitch along with them and save up enough for that, then I'm good for that. But for now, I am skipping Gen Con. Awesome. Well, that's kind of too bad. I was hoping maybe we get to see you bring your list Mm -hmm. to the table. You never know. Maybe, Uh, maybe. I'd probably be sick of it by then. You'll be Honestly. sick of it by then. <laughs> I'm, I'm already looking at new lists to run. Like, I, like as soon as Kyber and XTC is over, I'm probably going to stop running this list. And then there's, you know, this uh, Nickel City League that I also have to play for that I'm probably going to run my first order list for that. But once once all that's over, I'm going <laughs> to You're in the long haul for the first order, man. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit. Uh, be, be, let's talk a little bit about the XTC uh, a league real quick because I believe all of us actually are signed up for it this year. So, oh, you talking about Nickel City or are you talking about the X Wing Team Tam- Championship? Nickel City, yeah, Nickel City, yeah, yeah. So uh, crispy here is actually one of the team captains here. Uh, for that league uh so any any inside uh track on what you're looking for for like um for in terms of like uh, factions where you, you may want to like try to pick um i was kind of I, like i didn't realize that i was going to be a captain this is kind of thrown at me um so i'm <laughs> captain of uh of team havoc as you can see i'm already repping and we are just going to go out and the plan is just we're going to cause a lot of chaos. We're going to bring a lot of fun, a lot of energy. And hopefully we're going to catch people by surprise with some really fun and interesting lists. Otherwise, I'm just going around picking interest from a couple people here and there. Uh, I've got a couple players on my mind that I'm ready to draft um, immediately. Otherwise, I'm just going to you know pick people at random out of the hat and then throw them into a faction whether they like it or not. <laughs> so nice. JJ, why don't you back up and explain what the Nickel City stuff is before we go too far? So yeah, so for uh the Nickel City League uh that Greg from NCX has set up here is a six-week league um that's gonna have 14 captains every week. Uh the captains will be paired against each other to assign um assign teams or players to fight each other. Um, as a team event, and then uh, whoever has the most overall wins between the two teams uh, will get a single victory uh, for that team to advance 
And at the end of the six weeks, they'll have a finals uh, single elimination championship there. And only one will come out victorious. Because there can only be one. And is he structuring it roughly the same way that um, like XCC is structured? Or are they going to have... I know, believe like, so, yeah. Okay. So they're going to yeah. limit the number of, of factions playing based yeah. on the, the number of teams and... Yeah, and it is still open. Signups are still open right now. Um, if you head over to the Discord channel for Nickel City, um, you can definitely uh, still sign up. They still have spots open. Uh, so the draft is supposed to happen on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. So if you guys are interested in joining, definitely get in there and um, and sign up. Yeah, I think oh. Tuesday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern is uh, standard for when Greg starts to stream, so that's when we'll be drafting. If you want to join in, you know, just fill out the forms and then make sure that you're in before then. <laughs> you're going to be happy to be drafted last. Well, I don't know. I, I, I bet you it'll be me. Nobody knows me, so <clears throat> you don't have to worry about that. I decided to pick it up since I'm, I'm not in XCC, so for me, it works out as good practice for Gen Con coming up here. Yep. Unless we all run extended list, then I don't know. Then it won't be Gen Con already. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should probably say it is an extended league event. So, yeah, run whatever you like. But it is still 2.5, right? It's not. The, yeah, it is 2.5. Yeah. Okay. Bring out. It's your, not a legacy event. Yeah. Bring out your NIMS. Bring out your Punishers. This is this is the time. Honestly, it's like experiment because I don't think we've seen anything with it you know, tournament-wise, uh, feature extended. So we're going to see a lot of, you know, unique ships and unique lists, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, they, um, the only only tournament I've seen that was an official tournament was 312 Squad ran one, and the majority of the lists were <laughs> not extended. So, especially when you have Vader and Vader Defenders showing up, it's like, eh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it turns out that a lot of the standard ships are good. So, yeah. But now you can run Vader Vendor soon to you. Ooh, yeah. Like a new Hatchet Man for 2.5? Yeah, I'm done. Yep. It's Hatchet Man, but you upgrade your Vader X1 to Vader Defender. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. All right. That's all, that, sounds, that sounds actually quite a bit of fun. I, I would probably, I'd probably uh, play around with that. Yeah. All right. There is also an event um, happening in, in Ohio. So I don't know if uh, anybody this this is an event uh, team event. And let me grab it uh, from my Facebook. It's called the Outrider team event, and it's happening in Northstead, Ohio, uh, sometime in November, December time frame. They haven't set a date, but it, essentially it's similar. It's a one event versus a like a league play so it'll be like two days of um a team event so essentially you could bring a team and everybody competes and then you know that you get ranked based on your team overall score so how many players per team uh art the team that i have put a bit in with is at seven right now so i don't know okay. they haven't officially capped it i'm guessing they're gonna leave it at seven um yeah one i was yeah, yeah, one per faction, uh, and and that's how they were going to do that. And then 
the idea was is it brings more variety to the yeah. actual playing field <laughs> versus what we normally see in a tournament and i it, we thought it was a neat idea so some of the local guys and i are uh, we've been looking at it and as long as they don't pick the one day i can't go um i'll be going so maybe they'll pick it so they don't have to take me with them there you go <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so let's talk a little bit about fly better came up with a concept for um what they're calling the galactic cut man that is a really good bourbon um what they're calling the <laughs> galactic conquest and what they're doing is ryan's creating and i'm uh, for lack of a better word i'm going to call this an armada armada style scenario is you're getting a base level team you're going to be fighting it out with another player uh, basically dogfight style but it could include some of the um some of the different scenarios um I have not honestly looked at it yet. So when we look at the first week, we can dive into that. And essentially, it's just kind of a, fr a fun for free for all. You play a game or two with your friends, submit your scores, and you get to basically, if you win, you get to add certain things on. And Ryan's building a story out of the whole thing. Uh, the reason I find this fun and unique is because, A, it's, it's not a pay to play. And B, it is kind of just going to be in a relaxed environment. JJ and I, um, depending on how many XAC streams, will probably be streaming this specifically um, yeah. because he showed interest and I showed interest. And then if anybody else wants to, but we'll probably do it just for the hell of it because it's it's a good narrative. So we can start the episode out, you know, like the, the show out with the actual narrative from Ryan and kind of like read it story. Maybe we'll see if we can hire somebody that like has storybook voice, you know, like somebody that's like a professional um orator and then they'll read the intro and then we'll just play the fucking game and, and instead of having other people commentate on it jj and i will just commentate on it as we're playing so you'll get to hear all of uh, me you know complaining about his stupid <laughs> rebels because i guarantee you he's not going to choose empire and um and he'll complain i i don't know if i could run vader yet but as soon as i get to run my darth vader defender he's going to be complaining about that <laughs> as long as i get wedge i'm fine North. I don't know if you do. We're going to find out here in a minute. So the, essentially, this is a global narrative. They call it a global narrative, um, and they're going to have mission ramifications. Uh, they're going to have four missions that looks like throughout July. So the first one officially started, and they have one, new ones that will release on the 12th, the 19th, and the 26th. Um, so I'm assuming those are Mondays is my guess. Um, and so essentially what happens is you're going to get a mission, Right. And it's going to talk to you about what are the stakes? What are the rewards throughout your outline? Um, you could play these, like I said, at any time. And the whole point is, is to create a thematic play experience like you would be if we played a video game in Star Wars. Um, I'm assuming these can be played in person or on TTS. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Ryan is work has basically worked with uh, everybody to create a unique list builder so that you are not able to have just anybody. It's all 100% Yasby and it's all 100% going to be set up. So if you look at our squads to begin with, it looks like you can take Bandit Squadron pilots. Is that a uh, Z95? Yeah. Who, who Z95, takes that? Yeah. Yep. Who takes that? Not I mean, me. People who have, you know, three points to spare on the list. 
It's five points, isn't it? A Z95? No. Oh, there it is. It's three points. Okay, you're right. And it looks like he gave us a couple of bombers. Uh, we're getting an X-Wing. And Jack Porkins is the is the ship of the week. On Empire's mm. side, you have the ability to have Academy pilots, which if you notice, he raised the cost on them. <laughs> uh, Obsidian, Black Squadron, Iden, and you get, is this a Thai Brute? There's a freaking Thai Brute in here. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. you know which one I'm. You know. You know what I'm flying. Now, the the really cool thing that um, that they managed to do is that they actually worked with Rathos, uh, the person who actually runs Yasb um, 2.0, uh, to have a separate a, a builder um, or at least a, a separate section where you can actually build out these particular squads, which with these loadout values, to make it easier for people who are participating to uh to make out those squads uh so it should be live already um so you should be able to go to yasb.app and build out your list for either uh republic or empire um for this particular um event that they have going on so all right do you want to cover do we want to cover the first scenario real quick is there anything else did um, i miss anything else uh no uh, let's go let's check that uh that first scenario okay Man, their website's slow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's all the people logging in to check it out. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Welcome. Catherine. Well, one of these days, it's going to load. To load. Yeah, we'll get to it. No worries. But while we're waiting for that to load, um, I... <laughs> I was able to pick up the new expansion for Outer Rim. Uh, cannot wait to uh, to try that uh, that expansion out for Outer Rim. Outer Rim is a fun game. I definitely enjoy it, uh, especially with my board gaming group. So pretty happy to get to open that up and play it. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, so I've never played that game before. And for my birthday or for Father's Day, I don't remember which, my son bought me the core set for that. For Outer the Rim. Yep. Yes. And then nice. he ordered the expansion for me. So my local called me on Friday and said, Hey, we get, we're holding your copy. Come get it. And I was like, I didn't order it. And they're like, we're pretty sure you did. I was like, okay, all right. I'll, I guess I'll come, you know, get it. And then, um, I get down there. My son didn't even pay for the, the thing. He only bought the original. <laughs> I have to pay for the expansion. <laughs> like, oh, thanks, kid. Happy Father's Day. Here's the bill. <laughs> <laughs> So all right. So it looks like the first the first is going to be the first mission is Battle for Tiberius. You're going to have one objective in the center and they're going to call this planetary defense droids. Then you will place obstacles, which is different. Um before we place the next and then it looks like two more objectives go in there, correct? Interesting. So they play around with the order between obstacles and objectives. Yeah. And also they are limiting your squad points to 15 for this scenario. So that's very interesting. Yeah, um, make it go faster. Yeah. So the objective is to take control of the primary hyperspace lane outside of Tiberius 4. Gain mission points for enemy ships destroyed and planetary defense droids scrambled. So it's a version of Scramble the Transmission, it looks like. 
you will take control of a planetary defense. But the unique piece of this is this planetary defense, I'm assuming, is like a homing missile. That's my assumption is that's what this is. Interesting. So starting on the yep. second round, you get a mission point for each droid you own. When a ship is destroyed or removed from the game, the opposing player earns mission points equal. So no half points. At the end phase, before step one, starting with player one, each player performs the following attack measuring range from any defense droid they have with their player marker on it. And it does say homing missiles right on there. Yep. So it's scramble. It looks like it's almost identical to scramble the transmissions, except you, for each satellite you capture, it performs an attack at the end of your turn. So they're like stationary, um, stationary Mando com super commandos, right? Yeah, yep. That's, that's pretty kinda, good, actually. That's cool. I like that actually. Yeah. yeah, come, come near it. Come near it. Come near it, JJ. That's what I say. Come near it, so I can blow you up. It is only a homie missile. So the question is, is it going to have charges? No, it, it, it says attack. So that will yeah. continue firing until the game is over. Man, you know where I'm going to be putting. Can you? Okay, it doesn't say. Can you shoot the other planetary defense droid to take action? It does. Uh, nope, you can't. So you could just you could just keep shooting them. Yeah, but you know where I'm going to be putting mine. Yeah, and it's it's interesting too, right? Because at this point, the higher initiative makes it a big deal because you definitely want to try to get in there and be the last person to grab that objective just so you can save yourself a shot. But at the same time, you're leaving yourself open if you if your opponent sets up a kill box there. So it's definitely uh, enticing more, um, more objective play for the scenario. Um, but at the same time, it also leads to more like dogfighting, right? So, uh, yeah, pretty interesting scenario. So if you win, you get a loadout. You get one loadout point for every ship. You get one unique loadout upgrade point, and you get one new ship chassis. I don't know what narrative boon is. I guess we probably should have read the whole other article. <laughs> yeah, so as as the each week continues, they'll add more things. They'll release more um, like events for this as is ongoing. Um, so as you play, they'll add more things as it comes up. So, yeah. All right. So what this reminds me of a lot of is Heroes of the Atari Cluster. Yes. Um, and also Flight Group Alpha, if you've played the counterpart as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, except the change is, you know, like it's now adjusted into 2.5, and it seems to be more centered around 2.5 play rather than um, where Heroes of the Atari Cluster and Flight Group Alpha were completely, like, completely separate from standard gameplay. Like, there were stations, there was escort missions. It was nothing like, you know, standard 2.0 play. Um, and the other big change is that even if you win, um, your side as a whole has to win. So it's about how many Rebel players overall won their game, how many Empire players overall won their game. So yeah, hopefully... Um, you have other skilled pilots out there on your side that can, you know, tip the balance of the sector towards your side. Because, um, you know, as a pilot, you're not just fighting by yourself in that sector. You're flying alongside everyone else who plays X-Men and is on your side. So sure. very interesting um, take on kind of the cooperative. I, I guess this is somewhat cooperative um, gameplay 
but also, you know, taking a side route from the standard game. Yeah, yeah so- and, and not to start any drama, and I want to preface this by saying that I'm not criticizing Flybatter at all. I just wonder how many of the scenarios that when GSP was asking for that um, during their podcast a few weeks ago, um, if they took any of those ideas and incorporated them in this particular event, I, I would actually enjoy to see a lot of those scenarios because a lot of the ones that I've read um, that were submitted on there, um, they need a little bit more polish, but a lot of the ideas behind it uh, would be something that would be interesting in a narrative event. So I just wonder if Fly Better actually took any um, a- any of those scenarios in mind when they're creating this particular event. Yeah, so it looks like here if you fly the Empire, and, and this is what's going to happen, you're able to they're, you're, they're going to be voting on who you can allow for you your unar sector to be transferred to what ship and then they're going to be taking which ones which ship would you like to come in to play in the future so that's yeah. that's so, so there's mauler later d which i would almost oh my god you can get lieutenant Sai. there we go give me a lieutenant Sai here i don't know re-rolls though versus coordinate uh, that's tough that's kind of tough Right, well, pick. I mean, it depends on what else you have in your sector. I mean, yeah, looking at the, uh, what the what you start off with, it's a bunch of TIE Fighters. Yeah. And yep. then you have you have cannons on Aiden and the uh, Brutes, but you don't actually have any Torques. So Psy could be a great early game, or, you know, early, you know, mission, until you start, you know, collecting other chassis, and then you, from there, can have... Uh, you know, solid Jonas bomber swarm. Yeah. So for Rebel, it looks like, um, for Rebel, it looks like there is a U wing, an A wing, and a B wing, which hopefully will not have trajectory simulator. <laughs> um, and then I'm sure looks, they'll follow the band list and stuff. So yeah, it looks like they're gonna their option of ion torpedoes, HLC, uh, electro chafe missiles, or passive sensors. So. This is kind of cool because um, I would like, yeah, man, can you imagine getting the ion torpedoes and being able to start putting those on um, some of those X-Wings? Uh, it's going to be good. Yeah. That will be good. All right. So with that being said, so those, those are kind of the, the upcoming things that uh, we have. The other upcoming thing that we didn't mention is, as a reminder, if you live in Florida, we're at 20 people right now. If you live in Florida and you want to play in the first X or XTC, God damn it. The first plan <laughs> in phase syndicate tournament, we are hosting it in Florida and Dion from GSP is going to fly down and we'll be commentating and streaming the event live July 9th. If you have not gotten your tickets and you live in the Orlando area, please reach out to JJ and he can hook y'all up. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so do we want to, I don't know. You, I, you know what, what we should do This is what we're going to do. We're going to talk a little bit about the, your run in GSP and a little bit about your squad crispy. I think that's what we're going to do first because I want to get into XCC, but I think, I think in fairness, the reason we bring you, we brought you, wanted you to come on is a, cause last time you were on, it was a good time. Um, and B because you did just win the, the GSP thing and we couldn't book you for last week. So why don't we go ahead? Why don't you go ahead and start giving everybody kind of an, an overview of, you know, your run, a little bit about your list, and let's talk about the creation of it. Because I think 
when Flybetter interviewed um, one of the guys about that scum list, like some of the weird things that guy was thinking about, I, w- I never would have thought of. And I was like, that's genius. Um, mm. That re- that works really well. So why don't you talk a little bit about your list and I'll bring it up here in just a second. Yeah. So going into Solist, and this is also um, about the same time as Kyber. So when the, le- the uh, latest points update happened, First order, got a whole bunch of things messed around with. Uh, I was normally flying, you know, uh, two bombers, uh, Nightfall, Ember, and Gideon Hask in the She Shuttle with fire. So that way I could, you know, hand out two stress and then run the bombers down into people's faces. With fire going and things getting shifted around, I needed to find a new list. So Grudge and Dread uh, did not get changed at all. They still had. Uh, all the points that they needed for Electro Chaff, Skilled Bombardier, Proxy Mines, Grudge had his a couple extra points. And from there, I just needed new filler. And the one problem that I had with my list uh, that I brought to Adepticon was that I didn't have enough firepower when I needed it. So I was just looking, all right, I have 12 points remaining. What are the three biggest, you know, two or three biggest, heaviest hitting first order ships that I can find and I came across Kylo and the Whisper who went from seven to six kept all of his loadout and I created a very fun uh loadout with Kylo where he basically flies behind the bombers and he uses the chaff missiles to his advantage by using shattering shot concussion missiles so he's consistently rolling three four hits on these opening gauges after I stun people with the chaff and then from there I needed other heavy hitters that didn't necessarily require locks because if I landed people on the chaff, uh, I wouldn't be able to lock them. So Kylo using instinctive aim on his shattering shot concussion missiles made sure that even if I blocked people onto the chaff, I would still be able to get a really good shot off and, you know, having the chaff work for me instead of against me. Uh, Scorch got a couple extra points. So he got fanatical predator and advanced optics. And all those three just boost his offense. And that is one of the most consistent three dice attacks that I've ever seen on the table. Um, Especially when everything's firing. Uh, I think on the final table of Celeste, Scorch rolled, you know, hit two blanks, used Predator to roll a blank into an eyeball, spent uh, his optics to turn the other blank into a hit, and then fanatical the eyeball to a hit. So he basically turned a dead attack into a full string. Um, Very, very strong there. And then to kind of help weed out uh, other lists, I have Malaris, who got an extra point as well for marksmanship, and I kept cluster missiles on her as well to maximize her ability. So she can go ahead and, you know, double tap people. And, you know, she's still great as well. Um, Three points, very durable can, you know, evade and use her ability when she thinks she's getting focused fire and then can simply turn that around and lock and use her ability to get double mods on the fly. And from there, it just, like, it just became something much, much larger than I'd ever anticipated. And I went on a really, really hot streak with it. So I'm going to ask just a, a, a quick question. Two quick questions, I guess. I get, I get two questions because I'm the host. Um, the first one is 
Can you believe that Malaris was given an extra point <laughs> from last yeah. points update? Um, and then the serious question, though, that I have is on, honestly is. Do you find that Malaris starts to kind of waffle off once you get your clusters off? And because um, I'm assuming the way you're using the clusters, the 90 percent of the time is you you when you flip your charge, take your stress and shoot them because yep. you get it on offense and defense. And okay. if you're already in at range one or two anyway, you know, it, it, it makes sense because you're going to be getting shot at. Do you find that she pitters out after that and kind of like becomes cannon fodder or do you have other uses for her once she's burned? Um, so I've always thought that Malaris with cluster missiles was way too powerful for three points. And then she got that extra point. So I went ahead and threw marksmanship on and that has like severely, you know, changed games. Cause I mean, even once her ability runs out, even when her cluster missiles run out, she's still an I five, like, she like she's got lock, she's got roll. She can, you know, go around and I mean with scramble, um, she can go ahead and take objectives later after my opponent has moved. And when I need to have her initiative snipe, she can do it. She's got the firepower to be able to, you know, put that out. Um, the real strength of the list comes with the chaff missiles and how everyone seems to underrate them or think that they're able to get out of their way. Um and then generally once people, you know, see the chaff, they focus on the bombers and say, all right, I got to get these bombers out of here. And then Malaris scrolls up and she punches as hard as she can. Okay. And that makes sense. And I, I just asked because so Scorch has kind of been the, the, the new favorite um, that I've seen. And actually people are running um, pattern analyzer on, on Scorch. Which I I thought was a, is an interesting choice, whereas you're using the advanced op, advanced optics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now the question I have for you is: when you originally looked at FO as your faction to um, to start looking at um, like making your list for this particular event, did you choose it specifically because you saw like an increase in the rebel meta for like the alpha strikes, or like to deal with Vader uh, with the um, the tie swarm? Uh, so I have always been looking at the chaff as probably like the number one meta deterrent. So going into Solisk, um, cause we had seen the UK games expo as well. So we knew kind of a good feel about what people had, you know, been flying and what people found were strong. And there were a lot of people, um, I'm not going to name any, you know, particular names, but there are a lot of people saying. The meta is not figured out. We have no idea what people are going to fly. Um, you just have to, you know, test for yourself what's good. And even when we've had so much time, we figured out, all right, people are going to bring Rebels. People are going to bring TIE Swarms. People are going to bring Vader Defender. And Chaff hits all three of those perfectly. Because for Alpha Strikes, being able to jump from beyond a ship's firing arc and put Chaff directly in front of them breaking their locks, giving them a jam token, potentially stressing them, is a huge deterrent because they can no longer approach you from the front. And having two of them, you know, I can basically designate, all right, Grudge, you're going to be pointing at Wedge the whole time, Dread, you're going to be pointing at Luke the whole time, and you're not going to let them get any shots off. You're not going to get let them get any torques. 
uh, when it comes to Vader Defender, kind of the same thing, where I just kind of, you know, point one of the bombers in the general direction of Vader. And when he gets too close, I just boost, fly straight launch, put it directly in front of him. Um, jam, potential stress, basically, you know, neuters Vader. Because, you know, you see that juke that uh, a lot of people have been running yeah. on him. And getting that jam token out there early completely removes that evade. And if you get the stress, he's no longer able to focus on top of that or boost your barrel for a better shot. Yeah. Um, and then and also removes that 4K option too. So. Exactly. Being able to, you know, stress someone before they go into their move is quite strong. The uh, new change to the obstacles where you can no longer, you know, double dip on them, where if you land on them, you kind of ignore them through the first maneuver. So I've been kind of uh, needing to watch that as well because if I land the chaff directly on top of them and they get stressed and they have a blue maneuver dial, then they blue, um, they do the maneuver, they ignore the cloud and they get rid of their stress. So it basically entirely removes my chance of stress. So what I have to do now is I have to look for, okay, I have to place it directly in front of them because I can't risk them getting stressed and then doing the blue maneuver. Uh, beforehand, I could land it on them, get the stress. They do a blue maneuver. I can roll for stress again. That makes uh, sense. But with that change, I now have to be a bit more cautious about where I'm throwing it. And I mean, generally, it's it's the bombers are still quite fast and quite maneuverable. Where they've got the boost into launching it, so I don't need to worry about um, you know it not going exactly where I need it to be because the net on those uh, chaff missiles is a lot larger than you think. And plus their speed to, you know, after they launch it, immediately run up because they're the lower initiatives. Grudge being two, Dread being three. We're seeing a lot of, you know, I-4s, especially with the TIE Swarms and all these, you know, Colby, uh, all these other pilots that are, you know, seem to rise up at I-4. So I can not only throw the chaff, I can then run up directly behind it and block people onto the chaff. That way there's no chance of them, you know, getting past. And then from there, I have boost into proxy mines. So very, very <clears throat> strong against people who have no idea what's coming. Yeah. And I think that's neat. And, and I kind of wonder if if the skilled bombardier is going to get, uh, I don't know. And this is this is the discussion we kind of had a little bit before with um, versus banning things versus creating a restricted list. And in this case, I can actually see electro safe missiles and skilled bombardier should probably not be together. Um, that is not the intent of the creators. I can almost guarantee you that's not the intent of the creators. It's a, it's a, it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's not the intent of the creators there um, mm -hmm. for that. So I'm, I I will wonder I, I do wonder and this is where I proposed before like we should be see I would rather see in a restricted list than all these bands right like yep. auto blasters do we really have to get rid of it yeah you you know like th there's some cases where it is overly strong um you know uh, like Mando shouldn't be able to 5k and you know get behind you and keep doing it but then they fix contraband so you can't even do that so um I don't know I I think. I don't know. I think that the unique piece here, right, is that skill bombardier and electro shaped missiles have not been seen in force. And I think that's kind of a cool little combo. Um, 
but I won't lie and say that I would like to see that restricted without banning my skill bump in here. Yeah, I I completely think that this list is going to get hammered at the next update. Um, I, like I I wouldn't be surprised if AMG takes you know kind of like an FFG approach where every tool in the kit gets hit. Um, I'm expecting the bomber to be eroded to a red boost in the system phase. I'm expecting certain slots to get taken away. I'm expecting chaff missiles to maybe have their uh, effect reduced where it's, you know, you roll an attack die on a hit or crit, you get a jam on an eyeball, you get a stress. So it's not one or it's not, you know, potentially both. It's one or the other. Um, because this this combo is incredibly annoying to deal with and unless you have passive mods for days your opening engagement is going to be completely useless meanwhile in the background kylo malaris and scorch are all rolling double modded yeah what do you think if amg decides to restrict uh ordinance overall right like make mm -hmm. every ordinance restricted to once uh per list so it forces diversity in what you and what you bring in for loadouts like you can't spam everybody with proton torpedoes like somebody will have to bring plasmas another will have to bring ion torps or homing um and same thing with bombs like you can't spam proxies one will have to bring clusters one will have to bring uh proxies or counter nets and that way we can see a little more diversity in those loadouts without so, so you're saying pipping them you, you want to pip them yeah yeah and 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 the purpose of it is that um you don't have to in this instance if you happen to do that you don't have to do to individual changes to each one of those those pilots um you can still retain the same loadout values the same um the same uh like upgrade slots for each of those chassis each one of those pilots um but now you just have to consider other ordinance because everything is unique yeah i could see something along the lines of you are limited to two of a certain slot like you can only equip two torpedoes in your list you can only equip two missiles in your list so that way people can still run luke and wedge like like that's a strong combo they do their thing that's fine you can maybe tool back some of the other stuff in the list but now you can't run a dutch with proton torpedoes because you've used up all your torpedoes so he might have to run like cluster missiles or concussion missiles or a slightly weaker munition now that you don't have all of these torpedo spams okay and i mean same thing with bombs as well we don't need to be putting two, three, four uh, copies of proxy mines or any, you know, I we remember uh, the uh, cluster mines when Grudge first released, people would fly oh, five yeah. faux bombers with cluster mines and they would just immediately blanket everything. Yeah. yeah, same thing with the uh, bombardment drones on uh, on Separatists with the, uh, you can have six of them in the list and just have them all drop cluster mines or proxies. Off of rocks, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, really fun. Yeah. Fun, fun stuff. Right. Um, and just one last note, I prepared this list to beat, you know, the meta lists that, you know, we had kind of as a community said, these are strong. And I faced, I believe, four of them. Four would that would fall under the style of the list that I mentioned, whether it be you know, Rebel Alpha, TIE Swarm, or Vader Defender. 
So half my games were under the meta that I completely built around. And those games, I just <clears throat> walked them quickly. So there is some incentive to understand what everyone else is doing. Um, in addition to building a good list for yourself, because you need to know what you're going up against. And you do need to kind of know what the meta is. You can't just walk into a tournament saying, I've never, I haven't looked on this fortress. I have no idea what anyone else is flying. I haven't seen any other tournament results. I'm just good with my list. If you want to perform in a higher level and you want to like make cut and you want to go deep into the cut, you kind of need to be aware of what everyone else is doing at the time. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Well, why don't we jump into XCC? So for those of you who don't know, XTC essentially is kind of like the Olympics of uh, X-Wing per se. Uh, it, it is. It, it, they are going with the new 2.5 standard, um, but they're going to do a little bit of a restriction this year compared to last year. Um, essentially, they're dropping down to five players and two alts. Uh, that will be able to sub in when needed. And essentially they're looking at um, they're, they're looking at ensuring that we don't have as many games that have to get in as last year. So last year there was seven games every round that had to be in and God, I don't remember how many rounds there were, but I think we did this for like three months, three, I streamed this stuff for three yeah, months. It was, it was uh, six weeks and there was what? 26 teams last year. Um, so it, yeah, it that was, was massive. Yeah. It was a lot of games. There was a whole lot of games. Um, I will tell you, I am, if you want to take this crispy back, to them this document is awful to like search in yeah i, I, do I not did have set up good our, i did set up our stream doc for the matchups for us this week if you want to uh use that Perfect. did you okay yeah yeah better yeah um it is a bit hard to um move around and i the the uh the sheets that they made is also not uh that much better because, you know, I'm trying to scroll down the list and then it immediately scrolls to the next team. So, yeah. I mean, I'm only operating off of, like, Control F and what I want to find. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, why don't we talk a little bit about... So, we, there's all these different teams. Um, Crispy, you are playing on Team Austria. Um, I'll be honest. I do not know what a, co the, a coach is compared to the captain. So, why don't you <laughs> why don't you explain it a little bit? For those of us who have not had uh, not played in XCC before, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm going to be completely honest. This was not discussed. I only found out on the on the roster that I was considered a coach when Funwalk was doing his stream, kind of going over the you know overview of oh you know what lists are we seeing in the tournament. I didn't even pick it up on my first going through the document. So the difference between captain and coach. Uh, seems to be the captain kind of organizes with the other captains where they're going out and they're organizing games. They're making sure that, you know, their team is set and ready to play. Um, so like, kind of like on uh, my ultimate Frisbee team for college, when I was captain this past year, I would go, I would talk to the opposing team. I'd make sure that the field was set, that our players are set. We'd have a set time for our game. And then I'd go back to my team and I'd relay that. 
Now, the coach's job is to make all his players better. So, as my job as a coach of Team Austria is I'm going to be going over their games. Um, if any games get streamed, I want to talk to them. I want to make sure, hey, here's some decisions that um, that you made. We can see how they affected the game and how we can make sure that we don't make those mistakes or make better decisions in our next games. Um, you know, practicing openings, going over certain objective strategies. Um, like, for example, I went over um, – uh, solid obstacle strategy for most of our uh, objectives. So we kind of have that mindset going in where it's like, okay, we know how to operate the first couple turns. Um, and we all kind of are on that same page of, all right, this is what we need to do in our first couple turns to set us up for success in the later runs. So, I mean, as the tournament progresses, I'm sure I will have a lot more to do talking with players and making sure that we are the best players that we can be. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and it's like I said, you just, it, I guess, like, everything has a reason. I just never quite knew specifically what that was. So why don't um, we go through the first list? Want to do that? Yeah, cool. Sounds good. So here's Empire. And so it looks like, so I'll take Empire, I guess, to begin with, and then we can kind of just jump around from there. So it mm -hmm. looks like your team is running Morna Key with Jared Gerard, Callus, Agile Gunner, Proxies, Delayed Fuses, and Dauntless, Vader mm -hmm. with Malice, Juke, Jamming Beam, and Cluster Missiles, two ISB Jingoists with Dead Man Switch, and that will round out that list. So essentially, it is a four-ship empire list. Yeah, it's it's very much in your face. Um, we wanted to make sure that most of our lists had the ability to take on, you know, alpha strikes or any high-level firepower. So we have Torna here, who is a great example of this, where she can, on the first turn, reinforce her rear and then use her ability to flip it towards the front for her next turn. She can barrel in with Jared Rod and whatever else she needs. Um, then she takes that second reinforce, and now she has two reinforces in the front. She really doesn't care. Um, even if she gets, you know, a pair of torps that's just her shields gone, and then she has, uh, you know, a passive mod with Agent Callus while that's going on, and she can still be a threat with Agile Gunner, even while she's stressed, being able to simply just keep turning around, keep shooting. Um, and then, you know, proxy mines, just because... Um, yeah, those are really good. And at I-4, you can sometimes surprise people, get those mines off. And from there, it's just you have Vader, who we know is good. He's a great endgame piece. Um, and he can, you know, hunt down and kill ships quickly. Because um, when points are the name of the game, you can't leave any outstanding ships on one hole left on the edge of the board. Vader's going to go down and kill them. And, of course, the Jingoists with Dead Man are just there to disrupt as much as they can while Morna and Vader do the thing. Awesome. Um, do we, I, I should probably pull up the lists for who we're playing against. Uh, pull up the stream doc, uh, uh, Chris, so that way you can actually see, I, I have them side by side so you can actually see them on there. All right. Hold on. You should have told me before we stream. <laughs> Sorry. 
So just to kind of start off uh, for that particular matchup, for that particular list there. Um, so this first week that we're paired off against uh, Team Philippines, and we actually did our pairings uh, earlier this morning and um, and got all the matchups set up there. Now for our um, our Empire list, it's going to be facing off against their, uh, their Republic list of being flown by Ronald uh, Dakuman. Uh, and he is running a Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, in the Delta 7 with elusive calibrated laser targeting and shield upgrade. Uh, he also has Click in the B-Wing with dedicated R3 Astromech, the Besh title, and Proton Bombs. We have Mace Windu with Heightened Perception, R4P17, and CLT. And then uh, Stub in the Z95, which is a nice little filler ship there. And then to round off the list, Hound in the Lat uh, with Barrage Rockets, Night Owl Commandos, and Seventh Fleet Gunner, uh, which is uh, really interesting. Um, this Yesterday, I actually got my first chance to fl- uh, play with the Commandos and, um, and like kind of get a feel for it. Um, I definitely like the addition of the commandos. Um, I, it just looks like you only deploy one at a time, uh, but they're nice just to die to die guns um, to just go out and just take pot shots at whenever possible. And if they if you put them in the right place, they can give out strain. Uh, so it's it's pretty nice. Who has the commandos? Uh, Hound on the lap. Okay, so. Either you have the dock set up wrong because you're playing. It's a resistance you're playing. Yeah, you got to go down a little bit because you start off with the empire. That's, list, that's so their. That's their empire, uh, not our empire. Yeah, so go down uh, page three, I believe. It should say Ronald uh, Dakuman on the top of it. Just scroll down a little bit more. Next page. Keep my going. No, it's right there. There you go. Ronald Dogman. There you go. There you go. That's it. So it's a little bit interesting that they're using the Knight Commandos and Seventh Fleet Gunner over Ayla and, and Barrage Rockets. That's it's still that's still a little bit different because you could just dump Barrage rockets and do Ayla and Seventh Fleet Gunner or or Ayla and the Knight Commandos, but it's a yeah, that's think, an interesting take. Yeah, I, I think this particular loadout makes it slightly more um, more of an aggressive lat uh, in the way that you approach because with this particular uh, setup, um, you're going to obviously start with your with you can start your turret arc on the sides and then just make sure you take focus actions as your action with the lat so that way you always have the option of shooting the uh, barrage rockets out the front um, and you do have to play a little bit conservatively because you don't want to get into range one in the front uh, where you won't have a shot um, so you either get uh, the two die guns out the side or the barrage rockets out the front and then you also have the night owl commandos they could dump out during the system phase and then move them um, to get into a better position where you can possibly get in the way of an enemy ship to either cause a strain or get a pot shot off at a ship that avoids it uh so it, it's 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 a little bit different but yeah see this is where i disagree with you i think that they're going to have their turret forward and back to begin with with hound 
because Hounds, the fire convergence, works on non-turret attacks, which is barrage rockets. So having that mm-hmm. focus and having your turret forward and back, your barrage rockets are double modded naturally. So that makes okay. Hound a ship that you cannot ignore going in. Plus, um, the seven fleet gunner being able to, you know, point your turret at the target and say, "All right, we are going to burn this target down." You hand out an extra die, then you give out your own uh, three die attack with focus and two apparel rerolls. And then with the night owl commandos, I just checked the fire convergence does not work with the commandos because it requires a ship. Um, but if Hound is running in there and then just dropping the commandos out the back, that's an extra attack that you cannot ignore. So this is, this can potentially be a seven attack list if everything is firing on all cylinders, which, you know, no matter how many reinforces you have on a decimator, will chew through it. So Alex here is going to have to take ships off the board, and there's nothing that can really challenge Vader at I-6 here. Um, Obi-Wan yeah. can, you know, dance around a little bit. Mace has heightened, but I don't think that's really going to matter that much when it comes to Vader. Otherwise, the dead man, the uh, Jingoist dead mans are just going to run in there and the fragile aces and the, you know, because uh, Obi-Wan and Stubb are both five health, click, and Mace are both four. So getting dead mans off on those will. Uh, make them really susceptible to Vader taking them off the board. Yeah. And from there, more so, I can just come in and be a boy. So if if I were to if if I were to talk a strategy, I so I agree with the Jingoist being the aces that fly in just to take, you know, to kill them. And I say that because if you get them in close enough, they have to kill those aces, even with Dead Man Switch. Otherwise they're handing out strain. And can you imagine a mace with a strain? Yeah, I know you got three forests, but you only got two dice now. Merry Christmas. Yeah, especially yeah. with Warner Key, like uh, doing the cleanup shot behind the 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 Jingles. Yep. Yeah, because Jingles are I forests too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So even yeah. if they they have to take them off before I four, they have to. So it's not Hound that's going to be taking Hound. Hound is just kind of their backup. Like it, it's, it's going to be Mace and um, Obi that I'm assuming they're, they're going to come in a pincer. And if you get those jingoists, you know, close enough to one of them, that's that's a dead Jedi. No questions asked this round between the dead man switch and Morna Key coming in behind. You know, Vader, yeah. I see just floating around on his own, kind of going after whoever is left, whoever goes by themselves. So the juking cluster missile is also going to be a huge thing. Um, being able to take multiple targets and then either strip them of their force or strip them of their token. So when it comes to click and stop, they're going to have to basically spend their focus token immediately to prevent damage from Vader. Um, and then on Mace and Obi, that is going to burn force incredibly fast. Yeah. Um, and then with Morna, you just roll up in there with... Because, uh, I mean, Morna really doesn't care for her um you know safety if she's double reinforced so she just throws herself in there and goes to work and i think once morna gets the hound there's nothing hound can do to outlast her yeah and then with the um the hunting condition from callus you know once you kill a ship that has it you just pass it on to the next target and you just you just kite around and that's your passive mod that's everything that you need there yep 
Yeah, um, I, I'm confident about this matchup. Um, there's still a couple things that can go wrong. Uh, we haven't seen the scenario, I believe. I'm, I'm not sure if that was announced yet. It's salvage mission. It is salvage. Okay. Yeah. So. So you guys uh, will be taking zero crates. Uh, the jingo. The, if the yeah, jingo is fair turn, they can pick one. Yeah. Up. Zero. Yeah, I think that I think that <laughs> yeah. jingoists are 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 prime carriers for it because they're typically not going to be worrying about repositioning with the barrel all too much, um, yeah. and they're they're trying to get into the face of the enemy uh, to take shots as as much as they can. And since you can still K turn uh, with them, um, they they can keep time on target that way and not have to worry much about it. So yeah, your only issue is if they burn them down fast. But that's the point, right? Is that if you get them into range one and they're holding a cargo crate, you're incentivizing that dead man switch to go off. Mm -hmm. I guess. So, uh, yeah. So. All right. Let's go. Let's look at the um, Philippines Empire list versus the Austria resistance list. Yeah. Yep. All right. So for uh, the Philippines, we have Ralph Borgia uh, with uh with Darth Vader in the X1. Uh, he's running Brilliant Invasion, uh, Elusive Pattern Analyzer, Fire Control System, and Afterburners. Uh, next, we have Rexor Breath and the Tide Defender with Juke, Fire Control System, and HLC. Uh, then we have two Jingwis with Dead Man Switch, and then Wampa uh, with Elusive to round off that list. And the Resistance sign? Uh, we have Stefan uh, running Ray with Heroic, Rose Tico, Novice Technician, Finn, Engine Upgrade, and the Ray's Millennium Falcon title. Uh, we have Elo Atzi with Elusive, Heroic, Ferrosphere Paint, R68, and Integrated S-Foils. Uh, Neen Num with Heroic, Pattern Analyzer, R3. Uh, and then BB-8 in the pod with Ferrosphere Paint and Automated Targeting Priority. Uh, which is a pretty solid list there. We got three I-5s there, uh, two of them, uh, the T-65s, which can uh, uh, knife fight all day. And then uh, Ray, who just sits like a drug. Really great. So yeah. can I can I ask a list building question? And I'm assuming you guys are building lists as a team, correct? That's correct. Chris, yeah. Okay. So somebody really likes Heroic a lot in the in this <laughs> i would yeah. not be putting heroic i don't i would not be putting heroic on ray i would have actually because you can upgrade I, that novice technician i i disagree and here's the thing on defense right you're thinking offensive on defense you roll a single green dice if you blank out you add a blank with Finn and now you meet the requirements for heroic and you get to re-roll it at that point and then you can yep. spend raise force to add it uh, to mod that um, so it it works out more defensively for Ray in that point and then if you just happen to have a really bad roll with Ray which is very unlikely sure you have that free re-roll but it's mainly as a defensive tech for Ray just to guarantee to have those two dice uh, for more often than not you can roll one blank add the blank re-roll into two of eight, best feeling yep. in the world. And it will happen. It yep. will happen. And it will save Ray so bad. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I like Chewbacca personally better on there, but that's just me. Because I don't think you could include Han Solo, can you? No, no. It's too expensive. 
Now, um, what R68? I forget. What what does that droid do? That that's the bullseye droid. So you get one okay. reroll on attack for every friendly bullseye on the target. Yeah. That that one's okay. that that one's amazing. Like yeah. just especially with Ray, like that one that droid should never not be included. Yeah. So Agreed. are you in a maintenance closet, Crispy? <laughs> Greg's no, asking if you're in a Greg maintenance asked. closet. <laughs> uh, it, it's because I've still got a whole bunch of stuff from the Mexican college on my desk. So I'm on a card table in the middle of my room and my light is directly above me. So I have absolutely terrible lighting right now. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Next set of lists we have. Um, it looks like Jesus, JJ. We have first order versus scum. So on the first order side, we have uh, for the Philippines, Kylo with Malice, Instinctive Aim, Predator, Concussion, Advanced Optics, Nightfall with Marksmanship, Prockets, and Sensor Scramblers, and Enhanced uh, enhanced Jamming Suite, Grudge with the Elusive, ATP, Electrical Chafe, Skilled Bombardier, and Proxies, Malorus with the standard Malorus loadout, Static, with proud tradition, elusive, and HLC. So it looks like they are running a similar list to yours, except for they obviously changed out one of those bombers for Nightfall um, mm-hmm. to go after a bigger jam. I would almost wager that those electric chafe missiles are worth um, that other bomber over Nightfall. The proxy mines will do a lot more damage than the rockets. Yeah. And that. Because I flew Nightfall um, alongside the two bombers at Adepticon, and the two bombers would outpace Nightfall on damage consistently, and that was just because of proxy mines. Yeah, I, I'm I I like Nightfalls in theory because you can have that one churn where you go through a couple of ships, jam both of them, turn your turret to the back, and well, now he can't because he can't shoot rockets on his back, so it doesn't matter. Yep. But yeah. I guess you could 5k. What well, I don't know. I I don't know. I'm not I'm not a fan of rockets on Nightfall personally myself. Um, I would have done concussion missiles and something else, but um, I don't know. Yeah, because at, at initiative four without a reposition into focus, it's just really tough to get those rockets off uh, consistently. Yeah, or put uh, with, or put uh, the um. Oh. Or put Whirlwind in there if you're going to do that at least, you know. Like if if, if yeah. that's the case, at least put Whirlwind in there so you get focuses upon focuses. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another change is Static over Scorch, and ah. at this point you see Static going in on the HLC over um, any other cannon. I know a lot of people like the uh, Ion Cannon there on Static for a bit of control because now not only are you jamming but you're also ionizing. Um, but as you can see, um, the Philippines went for more damage on the HLC. I'm not sure if it's reliable. Um, I don't it think is. it is. It, it, it's on a TIE fighter. It's I-4, so it is possible. Um, but I don't see that static putting out as much damage as a, you know, loaded up Scorch would with all the modifiers in the world. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I have HLC on my Cad Bane and Separatist, but I also have Ion Cannon and... I also get once you kill a ship, 
to reposition. So like, yeah. <laughs> like in reality is a little, a little different there, but yeah, I, I, I think I don't like static with HLC at all. I, I just don't, I think it's, I like, uh, I like getting that elusive though. I do like, you know, you, I like the elusive, you use the elusive, you, you do the turnaround maneuver and shoot your HLC. Cause you surprise somebody. I like that piece, but yeah, I wouldn't, I would not choose it that. over scorch any day of the week at all yeah. i like scorch a lot better so yeah plus taking ion cannon guarantees you a three die gun uh, yeah. and a four when you get to range one so it at least makes sure that you're hitting uh you do have to choose to lose either elusive or proud i prefer losing elusive over proud because being able to you know do those loops have your focus and then just continue doing light maneuvers if you need to um because like you know you do the two sloop get your focus and then if the opponent is running away from you you just simply five straight and you still get your focus yeah yeah i like the ion better you want to know the funny thing is and this is the funny thing i now that everybody's running proud tradition i make it a habit when i shoot at some at an fo list to immediately stop everything i'm doing to see if they have proud tradition i don't care if i get one more damage i literally just want to fuck them over like it's it's, it's <laughs> like like it's just maybe it's just a chris thing but like, like we, like I didn't do that to Corey when I played him last week, and I regretted it in the first game. So in a couple of picket games I've had this during the week, that was like, oh, you're running FO. All right, you have proud tradition. I always just stop everything. Do you have proud tradition? Oh, yep. Okay, I'm I'm going to spend it. Screw I don't me. care. Screw you. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And and I think so, I th I think now, people oh, are going to have to start doing that if ever if if Evo just keeps pushing yeah. you know proud tradition. Now in reality uh, to some extent with it being on only one of the ships out of all of them eh, whatever. I don't, you know, like it's you're not going to remember it is my guess. And it's a three point ship on top of that too, right? If you take yeah. it out, I mean it's not a big deal. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now on the uh on team Austria side we have Andreas Tolman uh, running scum. He has Boba Fett with Jamming Beam, Proxy Mines, Contraband, the Marauder title, uh Maul and Veteran Tail Gunner, uh Cad Bane with Ion Cannon, the Xanadu Blood title, Ahsoka Tano crew, and seismic charges, Lighten Ashara with composure and ion cannon, and gamut key with projector of gleb and dead band switch on it. Um, I actually got a chance to uh, play against this list earlier today, and uh, Gamut Key, uh, really, really good uh, early on to just help uh, keep those extra mods in there, either for Boba or for CAD, uh, to come in and get their shots off, especially if they're expecting to get extra uh, damage or extra ships engaging one of those ships, and, uh, and it does a really good job of just, um, uh, just, just supporting those ships there, and it's also pretty good. Uh, carrier for objectives, particularly for salvage, since it doesn't really need to like boost or anything like that, and it's mainly concentrating on coordinating. So on an off turn where you, it's not really key, it's a really good uh, ship to just grab an objective. Uh, late in Ashera with Ion Cannon, just giving that control. Um, if they shoot at her, she gets a free evade, and then if they try to shoot at her again, she has that evade token to help um, stay alive. So yeah, good. Yeah, um, once again, we're trying to make sure that every element, or at least most of our team, has elements to counter this Alpha Strike. So Gamut Key is kind of doing a similar thing as Morna, and that's keeping reinforced tokens stacked on our big ship. So we can have, you know, Boba, reinforce, and then, like, focus as well. So thanks to Gamut, we send both green tokens over. 
Um, and then we save the focus and the reinforce, and then we can fling Boba in, and he can reinforce again if he needs it. Otherwise, he's probably just going to focus or boost to get to range one. And, you know, if Boba isn't being threatened, it can go the other way. You know, we can shuttle a focus of aid over to Cad Bane. Uh, Andreas knows this list very well, and I've seen him fly it a lot. He's quite skilled with it, and I'm really confident that he's going to uh, pull out a win this week. I think he's got a good matchup here, and I'm yeah. really excited to see that list uh, in action. All right. So the next one we won't have to spend too much time time on so Chris beats your list we are not going to go over your list again because it <laughs> looks the same as the list we already went over 30 yeah. minutes ago yep. um there will you'll be flying against uh rebel alpha strike uh it's I don't I don't even want to go through this one either because it's almost identical to the ones that was running in the European GSP. and and in GSP it's wedge Luke Colaby and Fenral. Uh, the yep. only real big difference is Fenrel has a child versus K2SO or something else. Um, I played two opponents in Solus with basically this exact list. I think it's just messing around like a couple upgrades on Wedge and Luke. Um, but it was Colby Notorious, R4 Contraband, Fenrel with a child in R4, Wedge and Luke with their things. Um, like some had Marksmanship Predator, uh, some had Trick on Wedge, and then a lot of the Lukes had like R3 and trick and shattering over burners so i'm quite familiar with what my opponent can do and i'm quite familiar with what i can do to him yeah i mean in really reality if they bunch their ships close together you win no questions asked it'll be an easy win if they move them far enough apart all you have to do is go in on one or two of them and yeah, i don't know like i they this list is not you have the upper hand with the with your list in this one like and hands yeah, down and, and with salvage i have two ships that can easily carry uh, crates, Malaris and Scorch, they don't need their boost. Uh, sorry, they, they can't boost. They really don't need their barrel all that often. They're perfectly fine carrying crates. Well, my opponent, yeah. um, he can really only carry with Fenral, and Fenral really wants to be coordinating every turn. So if he spends an action to you know, go pick up that crate early on, uh, the rest of the ships aren't going to have that efficiency that they normally do, and that's when I'm going to be able to pounce. All right. Next is their Republic versus... Oh, we already Empire. went over this. Yeah, We're we not going to do that. this yeah. again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last one is their Scum versus... Hey, you guys don't even have Separatists oh. in here. Their scum yep. versus our rebel list. So we have Eli uh, Batong running the scum list. Uh, he has Manaru with Notorious Garth Saxon Gunner, Contraband Cybernetics, the Punisher One title, and R5P8. Kanan Jarris with Maul. Uh, Lee Makai with Tierfon Belly Run, Dorsal Turrets, and Proton Torpedoes. And then the Mando uh, with Predator, Fearless, The Child, L337, Contraband Cybernetics, and the Razor Crest title uh to finish off that list yeah. now garth saxon is the uh, uh for that particular one that's the one that you can only take target locks in your front and front arc right uh front and rear arcs yes front and rear and then you can spend a red token from your attacker to roll an additional die yes okay or is it to re-roll uh no, no that's notorious 
Yeah, yeah. so no notorious if they're strained, you get to reroll. Um, but if they shoot at Manru first, he gets to notorious them, which would give him a red token, which he can then spend to guard Saxon uh, to remove that strain to roll an additional red die, and then um, and then he he'll you know do the shot there. Now, is it better to have them roll one less evade or to roll one more attack die? I I think the plan here going in, uh, Eli's plan is going to have multiple locks on the same target. So generally, Kanan is going to be sitting in the back and protecting as much as he can with Maul. Um, Lima is out there basically, you know, locking, locking, locking. But if Kanan has the opportunity, because he's got, you know, passive force to protect him, plus Maul, if he takes damage, he can re-up his force. Um... I wouldn't be surprised if Kanan tries to slip a lock at range three, so that way Manaru can spend Kanan's lock to mm. add that die, That's and it. then hit with the strain uh, still attached. That's good, yeah. Or even Lima's uh, target lock with her ability. Yeah, you're right. Yep. If Lima leaves her lock around, because she's got torps, so she's most likely spending the lock on the torpedoes, unless um, you know there's a really good result out there. Um, but I'm just assuming that there's going to be a lot of, you know, token passing and making sure that, you know, ships hit as hard as they can. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just want to read the card again. Remove one orange or red token. So you can also, uh, if they have any, I don't think this list has any way of passing orange tokens. Yeah, no, um, not that I can see. No, mm -mm. I mean, uh, I mean, Mando's got uh, false uh, transponder codes uh, hidden in the crest, so that's one way to hand out an orange token. Yeah. All right, and then over on the uh, on Team Austria, we have Sebastian running uh, the Rebellion with the Wedge, uh, Predator, Elusive Protons, R four, Luke with Shattering Shot, Trick Shot, Protons, Fenra with Swarm Tactics, uh, Tristan Wren and R four. Uh, and then Dutch with uh, plasmas R4 and R3, uh, Tristan Wren uh, providing that extra reroll uh, for those torps, um, and basically acts like a F, uh, like a uh, a fire control system uh, for all those ships, and then swarming Dutch up to an I6 to get that extra plasma torpedo shot to remove um, the shields first off, and then getting the proton torpedoes from the other two in to uh, to hopefully finish them off. Uh, I'm gonna correct you there i don't believe that tristan is a reroll it is a oh yeah that's right it's I'm, a I'm, hit to crit on a it's crit. attack that's yeah. right that's right yeah yeah so it, it's like your it's like that droid that does that yeah and it's, it's like yeah r787 so the yeah. whole plan is you know it's you know rebel good stuff except now instead of colby you have dutch who can you know pass out locks as well so kind of assisting Fenrau in that support area. But then with Fenrau and Storm Tactics, you can bump Dutch up to I-6, fire the plasma torpedoes first, stripping the shields, and then from there, Wedge and Luke can fire their torps with additional crits provided by Tristan Red. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's funny, the only the only sad thing is Dutch can't, or I'm sorry, Wedge can't take the R3 Astromech as well. <laughs> because mm -hmm. I love, like, I love 
a good wedge Luke and um, Dutch with our threes. Like, that's just like the best thing. Yeah. Like, you get a lock and you get a lock. Oh, you get a second lock and you get a second lock. So it doesn't matter who you bring in. Somebody's dying, period. Yeah. No questions asked. See, now on this particular list, I was arguing, and, and uh, like I was arguing this to the end. I think Chopper is a better place um, than the R4 on Wedge. I would and agree with that too. Because yeah. like the only thing that the R4 gets you are the two hard blues, which are very nice, but a lot of times that's not necessary because you can easily fix that with a you know closing your wings into a one bank yeah. boost, which still has a good shot. And you know, if he has any locks provided by Fen Rao, closing your wings isn't a problem. However, what Chopper does give you is if Wedge gets ignored. He can turn his two shields into a third torpedo. Yep. And then if he's still ignored, he can turn his elusive back into a shield. Yep. It's it's amazing. It, it is some great, great yeah. rebel stuff. Uh, I am really sad that we did not uh, put that in the finish list. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I would rather, yeah, 100% have Chopper. I don't know. Though I like the R3, though. I still think R3 is good. But you could put Chopper in there. I could see the 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 value of chopper to be able to do that. The probability that they're going to leave wedge alone is probably pretty slim. Um, usually unless, unless wedge is really good, like, and gets away with things. So I guess it depends on who's flying it. Right. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I mean, just uh, it's yeah, range yeah. control. Yeah. It's, it's about making sure you have that range control with, uh, with wedge. And I think a, a little less with Luke because wedge wants to take those shots at range three, uh, with those torpedoes, so that way, if he does get shot back, he still has that extra die um, for on defense. Uh, whereas you want to offer up either Luke, um, uh, probably Luke, since he's a lot more defensive um, as the more preferred shot, or at least tempt your opponent to try to take the shot against Luke, since he does a little bit better on defense. Um, but uh, but wedges your hammer in this list by far. Yeah. All right. Well, those are the lists. So is there any other ecstasy list from any of the other groups that kind of stand out that you guys want to cover? Um, I was going through. I mean, a lot of the lists are just, you know, stealing from person to person. Uh, if it's if uh, I, I found this funny. So Team USA, which I did not get an invite to. Uh, Will Hagwood is flying first order and he took my list card for card. So, I just think that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, if they think Will can fly better, then uh, good for them. Well, you were already on the team, man. See, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, but I'm pr I'm pretty sure that they had their team together long before uh, uh, Austria had their team together. Yeah, so we can go through. I mean, we I don't know. So there's yeah. their empire list is vader and rexler brath cool um jingle oh, one jingle with the cloaking device and one with contraband um i still like deadman better personally that's just me though um, yeah i i looked at that and i couldn't quite understand like why you would put a cloaking device on a jingoist i've used it um, before buddy it's fun but okay, but the ability for the jingoist, isn't it? I, I, like, 
I, I I have to I don't fully like recall the ability right off the bat, but you do have to actually attack, right? Or can you do it without no. attacking? No, yeah. it, requi- it okay. requires you engaging, which you can do while cloaked. Okay. So yeah. if it also gives you that extra jump, so if just you need to, yeah. you can decloak two straight into a five straight and just say, all right. You want a jingoist in your face, you're gonna have a jingoist in your face, and you just launch yourself as fast as you can, get a block, you know, get that strain off, you know, maybe disrupt something in the back, like a ship that needed to, you know, be in the front lines now got stopped. Um, and now the rest of your list can come in. Uh, I mean, Steve Catillo is an amazing pilot, he knows how to fly this list very well, and this is not yeah. a list to, um, think that it's an easy match because he yeah. will absolutely wipe you yeah i like the dead man better but the, the cloaking device i've used many a time before so and then they have their boba has fen rao on him and han solo versus the force point um which is an interesting choice and they have burnout thrusters which by the way i found th- i definitely found that interesting um I've never used them before, but somebody at my local played against me with burnout thrusters. Mm -hmm. They got them off. They're fun. You know, they're fun, but I don't, I don't know. Like I'm Boba. I don't know if I'd want them. Um, Their Lee Mackay is similar. Gamut key similar. They do have Cerisu in here with protons. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's their other aggressive, you know, uh, alpha ship there. Um, my preferred Boba is with Burnout, and being able to combo that with Fen Rao and Han, like the way that interaction works is you engage with Han and you take the red focus, and then Fen Rao says after you engage and there's a ship at range one, you remove a red token. So it's instead mm-hmm. of a force, it's rewarding you if you have a ship in front of you at range one, instead of a force for the turn, you get a focus for the turn. That's now, true. That's a good. That, that makes yeah, sense, you, right? Because then you can take your focus, or I'm sorry, you can take your target lock or, or something else. Yeah. yeah. Is it zero to one or a one? Um, I believe it is one. Okay, uh, so it wouldn't work with a with a bump focus. No, that's correct. Um, okay. however, if like if you bump someone, like you know, in the early engagement where you know you're just flying at each other. You can absolutely slam into the first person, and as long as the person behind him is within range one, you get the trigger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I I adore Boba with Burnout. He he is a ton of fun, and the rest of the, like you're looking at, um, Lima and Sirisu, who can both throw four dice, and Gamut Key is going to give one of them double knots. Like like. Those two can't be ignored for long as well. That is a scary, scary scum list. Yeah, and it looks like they are they are running a CIS list um, with DFS eighty one with discords separate two separatist drones with discords Django with Palpatine cluster mines FTC Slave One and Veteran Tail Gunner. And then two bombardment drones with seismics and clusters because you can no longer fit the. Uh... 
I, I would be surprised to see like seismic charges actually used <laughs> from from Barfin drone. But hey, I mean, if you need to kill somebody and you know you, you got it, yeah, why not? I mean, because you could two straight off those rocks. You know, you two straight off the rock, drop your seismic, two straight off. Um, it's very predictable, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I kind of agree with you. The 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 counter nets we used to ran before. Uh, we're we're the best, but I don't know. Can you fit? You can't fit counter nets in there anymore, can you? No, no. So, and that's why. So that's why it's 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 a switch up. The probability is the is the cluster mines, but you could have also just ran um, proxy Sue. So mm-hmm. and but, then have two points with nothing though. So, but yeah, I agree. I kind of I kind of do prefer proxies because one you get two of them instead of just one, and then um, the the and you get the guaranteed damage off of both. Um, whereas cluster mines is hit or miss. I mean, yeah, you have the potential for that spike damage of a potential six hit, six hit cluster mine, but more often than not, you don't. So, um, I, I see the reasoning for cluster mines because cluster mines only takes one turn to get the whole payload out. Um, like if you're firing one cluster mine versus one proxy mine, the cluster mine is most likely to outpace the damage if you get it to yeah. go off. Um, it's just saying, all right, do I think my bombardment drones are going to live for two turns of, you know, good proxy mine dropping? If you think they're only going to last one, you just give them the cluster mine and tell, hey, you're going to do as much damage as you can right now, and then you're going to die. Yeah. Yeah. So for Scotland, so I'm just going to pick random ones, and you guys can pick random ones. So yeah. uh, you, your goal, JJ, is to figure out how to get Chris Bobby from Scotland on our stream. Because he w- <laughs> because he's running a Ezra Bridger gauntlet fighter, like in his rebel list, and I will say I have no idea if that's any good, um, at all. But I will tell you, it looks like a lot of fun, and um, yeah. So your goal is to get um this the this this person on our our stream. So. I, I do like the loadout that he has on it, though I still have a soft spot for Maul on Ezra Gauntlet. Uh, just yeah. just to have the extra force, and then just to uh, get that stress on top of that if he if he gets attacked to um, to update his his ability. So yeah, I understand the logic though with the the uh, with Leia, right? Because yeah, there's at least two ships that can do red maneuvers, no questions yeah. asked, without having to do it. And I will and- say. Kraken with snapshot, holy, like, okay, really like, good. um, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, the other thing I like here is taking a page out of the uh, the X1 Vaders that I've seen uh, with the Brie Gambit and putting it on Luke, um, giving him that evade token, um, actually could be really good. I actually like that, that particular combo, yeah. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I don't know, is there anybody else? And yeah, that one's not really. Oh look, um, hey Vader, Vader's in that list. <laughs> there is there is one list that kind of caught my eye. Um I've seen something similar to it before, but uh let's go to Evan Cameron of Canada. Uh that CIS list is really, really fun and like something that I might have to take a look at. It's Django in on, the Fire Spray. Boba Fire Spray and Grievous. So you said it was uh, Evan and Team Canada, right? Yes. Yeah. 
There we go. Hey, hey, what what is this look like, JJ? Isn't this what we were talking about last night? Ironically yeah. enough, I didn't yeah, even go through this document. We were actually having this exact same conversation about running Django and Boba together with either CAD or um, Grievous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and what did we talk about that we would have to drop out maneuver on Grievous because there's not enough ships to distract yeah. you from Grievous. Exactly, yeah. I, I I like this particular loadout on Grievous in this particular list, yeah. I mean, this list is so incredibly anti-alpha. Like, you've got Boba with Chaff and Codes, and you have Django with Codes, and then you've got Palpatine to hand out trust. Like, this is this is coming for your mods. This is coming for your tokens. Yeah, I like this list, too. I think this is really cool. Um, so I'll have to try putting this on the table. I think it'll be fun. Everybody with these bloody electro chafe missiles nowadays, ugh, I guess I better get in on it before, <laughs> before they ban them. That's what's going to happen. They're going to ban these. Oh, oh, things, oh, I, to you. I think they might ban them. If they can't get them under control, they're, they're going to hit the ban list. Like, like everything else was like, all right, we don't know how to point adjust it. Boom. It's gone. No, no yeah. more fun. No more. Now, I just because Nobby came into the chat now, I do want to see Team Australia. I want to All see right, who's right, representing them. Nobby, I Nobby, I saw your resistance list and I have some choice words, B man. Like, Is there no A wings <laughs> in it? No, there, there's one A wing. It's just just I, one. Just one. It's just I have no like like Poe Ray's easy is the foundation for an amazing list. It really is. But everything else you did from there was like wrong. Uh, <laughs> and we got to come back to their their FO list too. Holy. Okay, we're gonna come back to the FO list too in a second. Yeah, their their FO their FO list is also really really weird. All right, like, here's Nambi's ZZ Poe Ray list. All right, here we go. I hope the two of you get paired up. So so. Crispy, can I just ask if when if yeah. you guys do have to fight them, you have to go to your team captain and say, pair me with Nobby. And then you have to let me know and we'll pick a day <laughs> and I will stream the fuck out of that yes. or the hell out of that stream. Yes. And it'll just like I don't care Absolutely. if it's a good matchup or not. Inconsequential. You have to fight them. Absolutely. No, like completely I, I, I agree to that right now. Right now, if we get paired against Australia, by any means, I'm taking Nobby. <laughs> all right i'm all i hey we better get the exclusive stream right here yeah all, yeah man. all yours all yours <laughs> so um, i will tell you though i will tell you i am a i'm not a fan of the shield upgrade on zz i don't i don't like that but i love frozen froze paint like i do really like that upgrade <coughs> um personally i just I, I don't i don't like the shield upgrade like there's so many things you can do different with with where, that Nobby, where's the heroic Yes. Like, Where's the heroic? <laughs> he doesn't think he's very heroic. He he doesn't yeah, think heroic, he's very heroic. optics. I I think is probably the better call. But I mean, hey, he he's got the secret sauce. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure he has. This this, this ray better be some secret sauce because a ray without Finn. Yeah. Like Ray Ray's gonna spend her force to shoot at i seven. That's what's gonna happen. Aldo is the. 
Yeah, Holdo passes lets you transfer tokens between ships, okay. which is really interesting because I don't know exactly what kind of tokens you plan on passing. So if, against an Alpha Strike, if they're targeting your Poe, you pull the target lot off of Poe onto yourself, and then you pass them something like a Focus. Okay, but you have to have... It's a token you don't have. And that ship gets a token that you have. So, if you simply have, like, if you're going up against a Rebel Alpha, a Rebel Alpha Wedge and Luke both lock, like, Poe, and then you just have Colby lock Ray, and Ray can't take a lock because she already has a lock. True. Like, like yes, you're stripping your opponent from, you know, having focuses because you're forcing them to lock. So, so what this sounds like is next week, Nobby, you need to figure out if you can get out of work uh, for an hour and, and come on the stream and explain <laughs> Australia's list to everybody. I mean, I will I, look, it's definitely, how about this? When we talk about, when we talk about meta and we talk about all these other things, seeing a, un, a more unique list, I'm all for, sorry. Like, mm, yeah. like I, I agree. I am. I couldn't fly this list, and I'm very opposed to that shield upgrade. It's very offensive to me. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> like I, I feel very offended by that shield upgrade. No, I, I do. I do kind of agree with his rationale about you know trying to survive a proton torp. That shield upgrade does help um, to to survive that uh, that possible proton torp, um, just to make sure that you don't accidentally get a crit and ends up becoming a direct hit that kills your ZZ like right off the bat. So having that extra buffer, I think it's worth the the eight points in that case. I personally will go a little more offensive and try to arc dodge, but it's just tough with you know, it's particularly against rebels. So yeah, let's see here. No, nothing else. Is super standout-ish there. Okay, can we go back to the, your FL list? You're running Agent yeah. Terex with Hondo, and then you have Rush and Lieutenant Revis. Why Lieutenant Revis at three points when there's other three-point FO ships? Like, of all of all things. Like, I mean, I like the crack mm -hmm. shot on them, but, like, I just... Le Lieutenant LeHughes, that's why. Is that why? That's, yeah, that's the whole reason. Yeah, okay. Lahuse gets to spend other people's locks. So if somebody like gets a stress or anything anywhere near uh, Revis, Revis gets that target lock onto them, and then uh, Lahuse now has a, a double mod on somebody if he needs to. All right, I guess I, I all right. I guess I see that. And Lieutenant Hughes is pretty. Um, even for for an SF, that's pretty. That's that's still yeah. I, I guess that's pretty cool, but I've never had my Lieutenant Hughes live very long. So I I can't imagine though getting off a trick shot procket. <laughs> like <laughs> like that that's gotta be like a wonder shot right there, man. A six die profit. <laughs> yeah, I mean if, if we get that, hopefully somebody gets that on stream and we can clip that. Yeah, that'll be amazing. I mean, Terex, Terex is a nice move when you have three of those ships that you can pass stuff out to. Like, Contraband goes to Lahoos, False Transponder Codes goes to Malaris, and Deadman's goes to Revis. You shove Revis in there, he does his thing. Um, when Malaris wants to shoot, she locks someone with concussion missiles, jams their defensive token off, does her ability, so she's got double mods against most likely a modless ship. Then Lahoos has Contraband for when he needs to 
you know, sloop around, get that bullseye going. And then there's yeah. just rush at five when there are, I'd say, a lot of better options than rush. Marksmanship, fanatical optics. Yeah, he's going to hit hard. He's going to be fast. But that's that's not that's not a ship I, I think you can rely on. Uh, like, are I, there any other uh, silencers that I five? Um, I, I don't think look. not for that price. <laughs> I know for the whisper you have wrath that you could you could flit on there, but I don't know if he's necessarily. I like upgrade. hollow, hollow at five is Ooh, yeah, amazing. Oh, yeah, you're right. yeah, hollow, yeah, yeah, that's a good call. I didn't think of hollow. So here we have here's an interesting CIS list. We have seer with three bombardment drones and then three separatist drones i like that oh okay so they have ta 175 at first i was like why did they put uh fuses but no it's ta 175 yeah that's that's good with those drones i like that yeah it's nice to see a seer list it is honestly it's um like and this is what this is from brazil right yeah that was yeah and then here's one where they drop django and throw two halochrone prototypes and two separatist drones yeah that's nothing fancy there you go here's django grievous bombardment drone dfs and a separatist drone and everybody's going after those discard missiles, huh? Yeah, I mean it's over the energy it's still, shells. It's still a um uh it's still a body on the table, right? That you have to account for, right? Because if you if you get that discord missile off and you put it onto a ship, that's still guaranteed damage that's gonna go onto a ship if they ignore it. Um and if they decide to shoot against the one agility uh discord missile, it's still a shot that's not going onto your ship and if they kill it they get no points for it so they either have to focus down on wasting a shot against that one agility uh discord missile and take it out uh or suffer a crit and still try to take out a ship that you may or may not kill uh right away so it's it's just making your opponent make make choices it's basically like a whole upgrade for um for vultures that's essentially what it is man look at this we got good old Watt, man. I love me some Watt. K2B4. Look at that. Yeah, look at that. That's a good Watt. I'm excited for this. I ran Especially before we, the change. That's what I was running. Yeah. With independent calculations, too. That's a that's gonna be a good list. Yeah, energy shells, discord missiles. Ugh, I love this. I love that list. All right. Does anybody have any other lists they want to cover? Otherwise, I'm just gonna go through CS list. <laughs> uh no, that's it. No, that's good. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Crispy, for joining us. I guess um, maybe we have to commit to... You're just going to have to start committing to joining the show for a little bit, I guess. <laughs> so, every, by the way, every Sunday at 8.30 to 11 o'clock, you are officially part of Planning Face Syndicate for the next six weeks, I guess. Thank you. Thank you could be you. the honorary member. So, um, we I'll, will be... So here, so here's the deal. So unless somebody else, like, so you guys are the only ones that have volunteered. So if nobody else is going to come out, let's just cover Austria, I guess. I guess we're Team Austria this year. Yeah. So we're going to be Team Austria. So 
Um, and for those who don't know, I am a sub player for yeah, Team Austria. Cares. Yeah, but um, um, so I, I may be getting stuff in games in. So yes. <laughs> I'm going to actually specifically ask you to take the other sub so that that way JJ has to stream. <laughs> uh, and hey, Nobby, if you want to come on and uh, and yell at Crispy next week or yell at JJ, just hit, hit me up in uh, DM on Discord. All right. So thank you all for joining us. Um, I, I will... Um, we, we will be talking more XCC. Um, we will be looking for some games. I'm hoping my in-person work schedule is limited to Tuesdays now, so I should be able to pick some of these 4 o'clock um, and 3 o'clock games up. I've already, weirdly enough, talked to my boss about working earlier hours to um, be able to get off work early. So um, if Team Austria has a non-after 3 p.m. Eastern time showing let me know because we could probably just say hey we can stream team austria i will say we we will stream anybody but you know we can specifically pick up um team austria and i fixed i fixed my stupid display link i bought a new uh one of those camling things or whatever and like new adapters so (laughs) hopefully i won't have the same issue i had last year um i don't know anybody else have anything they want to cover real quick before we sign off or oh shit, we have our Obi Wan spoiler Obi-Wan. cast. Yeah, it's not Boba. No, 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 no. I can not say that. I don't know why. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I know why. Um, but do either of you have anything else before we transition into our universe extended discussion to talk about uh, yeah. Obi Wan? No, good. but thank you, Crispy, for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Ain't no problem. Glad to be here. Awesome. So thank you all. We'll be back next week, 9 p.m. Eastern time and whatever that is, UTC time. So that's uh, 001 UTC time. 001. Yeah, that's what I said, bro. Don't don't check me. Don't don't gaslight me here. Um, (laughs) We're going to be we'll we'll be streaming our our podcast and we'll probably dedicate um, a half hour to 45 minutes every week for XCC content content i will be interested to go through wins losses um and hopefully it'll be a little bit more catered than it was last year either which way thank you for joining us if you would like stick around and in just under three minutes we will be back to talk about obi-wan kenobi episode six the finale that was not an hour and a half jj it was only 54 minutes, but we'll be back in three minutes to be having that discussion. Thank you all.